Happy Friday, everyone. February 16, the big sports breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, Radio Tab. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. And uh, footy is back, baby. The preseason challenge began last night. And Canterbury beating the Melbourne Storm 24-12 there at Belmore. Uh, and some significant players uh, taking part in that match. We'll discuss this morning. Uh, Penrith leave today off to the UK for their tilt at a World Club Challenge. For the first time, they've never won it, despite their premierships over the last, what, going back to 1991, up against Wigan next week. Uh, We've got uh, the All-Stars game tonight, of course, in Townsville as well. Charity Shield tomorrow night. UFC 298, a feature of the weekend as Alex Volkanovsky puts his featherweight title on the line against 27-year-old Ilya Tapuria and plenty of cricket to talk about as well. The women's test match, India and England over in the subcontinent and New Zealand have a bit of a task today too over across the ditch in their second test against what is essentially a South Africa B team. Uh, Fellas... What's doing? Leave for a couple of days and, you know, what controversy yesterday? What's going on? Morning, buddy. Morning, Loz. Morning to your listeners. Controversy. What do you mean? Well, what did Ben Way do yesterday? Oh, I can't just remember. Text him after the show. I didn't, I didn't hear was, it, but he Benny just filled me in on some, he, uh, on some... He did his best for the couple of days you were out of action. Quirky cat, isn't he? Good fella, Benny. Yep. Like him. Like him. A <laughs> little different to you in a number of ways, but uh, no, I thought Benny was... I'm happy about that. Yeah. Mm. That's a, there's nothing wrong with being different. Um, I thought Benny was good. I thought, um, yeah, did his best. Tough shoes to uh, to feel, though. You, you're not bad at what you do. You're you, not great. Not, I'm going to give you... Gonna listen, say, it's just calm down. 5.41. You, you're not bad. Um, so, yeah, not an easy gig. But, yeah, we missed you. Did, uh, more important, did everything go all right? Everything's good. Healthy? Uh, Happy? Everyone out there, go and get your colonoscopies. <laughs> oh, well, we yeah, should. No, we spoke about it yesterday. We made it very clear. I mean, we didn't you know. say exactly what you were doing, but we said, yep, go and get checked. If in doubt, it. get to the doctor and get a checkup. Exactly right. We should. All of us. Sloz sporting his Garfield coffee cup this morning. Actually, is that a, morning, is that mate. a from home? No, it's not. I just grab might a cup. Be, might be now, though. You no, might no, no. That. I just grab a cup out of the cupboard. Um to have my cup of tea early in the morning. Uh, morning, boys. Great to see you here this morning, Mido. I'm glad Good to be back, mate. Your um, procedure went well. <laughs> what a way to spend Valentine's Day. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, if that's but, not love, I don't know what is. Yeah, well, you Could have been a lot worse. Yourself. Could have been a lot worse. <laughs> well, I always said. <laughs> well, what's the story? Uh, they always said you you uh, fell in love with yourself at an early age, and you've remained committed, committed ever since. Ever since. <laughs> uh, nice haircut too. Uh, Must yeah. be a TV game coming up. Uh, well, you know what happens. <laughs> Getting ready to go away somewhere, you always prepare well. Watched uh, the footy last night, so that was good. It's great that this weekend we have the NRL pre-season trials, but also the Indigenous All-Stars uh, match taking on the Maori All-Stars. And we've got Ronnie Griffiths on later, the coach mm. of the Indigenous All-Stars team. So looking forward to seeing how their prep has been. Uh, but the doggies last night, they showed some good signs. Uh, they've got some good young kids coming through their system. They won that, I think it was the Jersey flag last year. Uh, a few of their guys got an opportunity there in the second half and there's a lot to be excited about. Um don't know what to think of the Melbourne Storm performance, but they'll be better. They had to defend a lot last night. Uh, they were in front at half-time. I 
don't know how they're in front because all they did was defend and come off their own line with the football. But the Doggies, they played some good football and hopefully they're in for a better year than what they were last season. Naturally, the highlight, probably the match really, was the try from Ryan Pappenhouse and right on half time. It was great to see him back a set play there. Jonah Pezzett with the kick from the scrum. Mm. And uh, we got to see the gas, just reminding us the gas he has uh, Pappenhausen as he, he got him behind there to score that try. Oh, I thought he was excellent in his first 40 minutes uh, coming back from a serious injury. He was involved. He, he set up the first try uh, for the Melbourne Storm, uh, cut out pass to the winger, Iremia. Then he scored a try, but he also scored two, uh, saved two tries with his last line of defence. So he was involved in four big plays during the game. Uh, and as we always say, saving a try is just as good as scoring them. But the way that he defended, you know, I remember uh, there was a couple of times in both times he was involved in a tackle on the right side of the field and then made the try-saving tackle on the left side of the field on the sideline. And the winger had only Ryan Pappenhausen to beat. So he pulled off two remarkable tackles like that. Um, so he looks like he's going to be set for a big year. Um yeah, I think Craig Bellamy, he would have been disappointed. I saw him in the box a couple of times. Nothing's changed there with Bellamy. grumpy, didn't he? Did. He did. <laughs> um, and it's early in the season, yeah. so he demands just high standards, Craig. Um, but Cameron Serraldo, I think he would have been pretty happy with the fact that they won that game, they played some good football, and they gave some young guys an opportunity. Don't know whether he's still sorted with what his team's going to look like going into round one. Uh, to be fair, I thought Drew Hutchinson played well, but I thought Toby Sexton in the second half probably overshadowed him, overshadowed him. So uh, whether he gets an opportunity to start next week and Hutchinson comes off the bench, uh, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, no, I, I think that the Bulldogs, they've recruited well. A couple of big names didn't play last night and they will get better, um, obviously, when they come back into the team. Pup, plenty of cricket last night. Uh, the Aussie women... Well, they rolled South Africa very cheaply over there at the Wacker. Mm. Something about the Wacker, too. Good to see just that old ground over there in Perth. Uh, I know they got the shiny new stadium there, but, you know, something about the Wacker probably brings back memories of yesteryear. But uh, Australia winning the toss in, what, 40-plus degree heat, sending the South African girls in and rolled them for 76 there last night. And Darcy Brown... Outstanding, five for 21. Uh, Annabelle Sutherland, three for 19. In response, the Aussie women were in trouble. They were three for 12 with Litchfield, uh, Perry and Talia McGrath all out cheaply. And then Beth Mooney and Alyssa Healy, the captain, got together and they put on 155 for the fourth wicket. And then the fifth wicket to go down was Healy herself for 99. Mm. The yeah, little I, leading edge back to the polar. Filthy. Yeah, I, I did watch some of it. Um, Aussie's dominating from ball one, um, even though a little scare at the start of their innings. But this is going to be a two-day test match. This is not uh, what I'm sure the girls were like. I'm sure the Aussie girls are, are happy. They're in a great position to win this test match. But when you're trying to push for more test cricket, I don't think this is going to um, this is going to end that well. To be honest, if, if a test match is over in two days, and really, if Australia two fifty, if Australia make another fifty runs, get to three hundred, I don't think they're batting again. 
well, they declared now 175 That's ahead. That's exactly right. So they won't – I don't think they'll declare now. I think they'll walk out Keep and try going. and get as many as they can. But let's say they'll bowl out for 300, 230 lead. Um, I don't think they're going to need to bat again with their attack. So it'll be yeah, convincing win. They're in a dominant position now, uh, and well done to them. But just in regards to pushing Test cricket for the women's format, ugh, this is this is not what what they would want. But um, yeah, I watched that, and I obviously watched the India v England yeah. Test match. England um, was superb early. Mate, Wood, Mark Wood bowled quick. Uh, really used that short pitch delivery. Uh, I think that extra speed just pushed the Indian batters back. Um, he picked up the first three, I think, he had at one stage. Yep. Three for three for not many on, a, on an absolute belter. And then Rohit Sharma and Jadeja. They batted Jadeja at number five for that right-left-hand combination. They ended up both making hundreds, but that partnership was dominant and they got themselves out of trouble and now are in a, a really good position. 320-odd, I think, for five. Yep. Um, best time to bat. You know, important toss to win. So, yeah, again, um, this Indian team is very, very different to, to what it has been. Number of players out injured. Um, some new faces. Some guys on debut. Obviously, no Virat Kohli again. Um, so England, they've yeah, they 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 had a chance. Opportunity missed, really. Wow. Ben well, Stokes hundred test. Yeah, they dropped Joe uh, Joe Root dropped Sharma. Robert Sharma on about twenty. Yeah, twenty seventy. So was. if he catches that, they're four for not many mm. on a belter. Um, you know, now we let's call it four hundred on the board. If India can get to four hundred, it's just a. You know, again, first innings is the key for England. They're going to have to go big in the first innings, but this week it will deteriorate, it will spin, it will reverse swing. So the second innings is where it becomes really hard for England to chase whatever they're going to need to chase. So, yeah, still a lot of cricket to be played in this Test match. Um, and yeah, I've been, I've, I, again, I'm not a big one for sitting and watching a full day's play. I found that hard post retirement, but this series. Um, it's intriguing. Yeah, it is. Mm. It really is. Well, you're just watching Tiger Woods putt for birdie at the sixth, which he makes there at the Genesis Invitational. So one under through six holes. Tiger Woods there playing on the PGA Tour this morning. They're in California. Uh, Jordan Spieth and Patrick Cantlay both leading early doors there. Four under they are. And uh, some Aussies out on the course. Cam Davis. One under through eight holes. Uh, Loz's favourite player, Sam Burns, also one under through seven holes there this morning. Uh, back pages. Dogs off leash. Sweet Jerry on top. Bronson Jerry there, scoring a try last night. Loz, after a four-year doping ban. Uh, what did you make of his involvements there last night? I thought he was good. They four years out of the game, and to come back in a trial, NRL trial, and perform the way he did, I thought was excellent. He was strong. Uh, with the ball in hand, uh, defensively, he made some really good reads. Uh, he'll be better as the season goes on with the more football he plays. So I think he'll be a handy pickup. Um, Blake Taff, I thought, was, was good last night. It'll just be where they play Steve Crichton. I think once they make that decision, and they've probably already made it, they know what they're going to do with it, but we don't, we'll get a great indication of how they're going to line up. Um, because I think Taff's got to be in the 17 somewhere. Sherry's got to be in the 17 somewhere. Crichton has obviously got to be there, but whether they play Crichton as one or as a centre. Um, so we'll see how they go. But I, I thought there were some shining lights there for the Bulldogs last night, in particular guys like Bronson Sherry um, and their young guys that came on. 
Uh, even the young front rower, Hughes, uh, had a try disallowed just before half-time. But uh, I think he's got plenty of promise. Um, I still think they might be a little bit light and inexperienced in the forwards this year, the Bulldogs. Uh, but I reckon their future is starting to look brighter and brighter after what I saw some of those young blokes do last mm. night. If they can get a middle forward to emerge from nowhere, that would oh, that be would a certainly massive help. bonus yeah, for yeah, them, wouldn't that, it? That would. Mm. So, uh, look, that, they'll improve on last year, but I, I can't see them playing finals. Mm. You know, but you never know. You've got Kickout to come back, Crichton to come back, uh, Kurt Mann uh, in there somewhere. There was a couple of other guys that weren't playing last year. But if they get a couple of those young guys, just jump out of the ground and handle it really well. You just never know with a footy team. But you're just banking on what you're seeing from last year and the inclusions that they have got now into the team. And you're not actually thinking that they'll get two or three young guys that'll be regular first graders this season. They might play a couple of games. But what I saw last night with those young guys is that they've got a future. Story about Sam Burgess on the back page of the Telegraph today as well. Dances with Wolves is the headline. Turbulent NRL life to help big Sam the coach. And, uh, well, I think we'll be taking particular interest in Warrington in the Super League this year because you know that if he has decent success, it will not take long for Sam Burgess to be linked to a job back Mm. here in Australia in the NRL. And the Super League starts, in fact, Starts in just over an hour's time. I'm sure the Hull Derby, uh, Hull KR and Hull FC uh, starts the season there in Super League this morning, which I'd presume would be on Fox League. Uh, but Warrington play Catalans, and that is Sunday morning around 4.30 Eastern Daylight Time. Catalans $1.52, uh, Warrington $2.45. All the markets for Super League open at Tab as well. But you know, he's only 35, Sam Burgess, and here he goes walking into... The hot seat there at Warrington, Loz, and do you agree? It won't take long. If he if, if he has success, you watch how quick it is before he's linked to a job here in Australia. Oh, I think he'll be linked, but if I'm recommending Sam, if it was me personally. Perfect apprenticeship over there. Mate, stay there as long as you can. Mm. Stay there as long as you can and learn. Just learn. You don't want to be having one year as a senior coach and then coming out here in the cutthroat world of the NRL. I mean, you just haven't yeah. learnt your trade by then. The other thing as well is there's been, like, he couldn't get away from the media here as well when he was in Australia. So actually some time out of Australia. Generally what happens with our media is if you walk away, they want you back. <laughs> like, it seems like you've become more liked if you're out of the country. And everyone that knows Sam just about loves him. You know, like whether you played alongside him or they spoke about, I spoke to a number of people that, you know, when he was there helping out as a coach, um, they thought he was brilliant. So I just think some time away will allow all that stuff Mm. to disappear. And he comes back with a fresh start as well in regards to, you know, the stuff off the field in the media. Um, So, yeah, again, I, I think there's probably two sides to it. Some time back at home in the UK he'll probably feel like it, you know, you get to take a breath just to not be reading about yourself every day in the media. True. Uh, Indigenous All-Stars and star power uh, is the headline there. Latrell's moment, leading my people is highlight of my career. That's the back page of the Courier Mail. It's back page of the Sydney Morning Herald as well. Uh, everything has fallen into place is the headline there. And just uh, Latrell talking about, you know, how trying 2023 was and uh, how he's 
sort of mindset is heading into 2024. And uh, he is to captain Loz, the Indigenous side, in his sixth appearance in the All-Stars match after Cody Walker was ruled out. And he says he was holding back tears, Latrell, when he was told by the coach, Ronnie Griffiths, who you said... Uh, we'll be on our show later this morning. Yeah, as well. I, I think it's just a stepping stone for Latrell because he is a leader inside that group but just didn't have the C next to his name. So it's the first time he'll cap in this team. Very proud moment for him. Um, and I think I've always said on this radio program, yes, the game is a great way to celebrate both cultures, but it's about what the players do and embrace throughout the week, uh, which is very significant. And I reckon a lot of these players will be excited about the opportunity uh, to play, but also sharing their stories and understanding their culture a lot more than what they previously had. Uh, Ronnie did a terrific job with them last year. They're two evenly matched teams, and it's played with a high intensity, and that's what I like about it. Um, If it was just a showpiece game where no one cared, then you probably wouldn't have that interest in it. But because you've got these two cultures going at each other, they play the game with the respect that it deserves, and it's usually a high-quality contest. Uh, back page of the Australian. Gee, bold statement from the Swans chairman, Andrew Pridham. So Swans aim for 100,000 members is the headline on the back page of the Australian, and Andrew Pridham believes it's inevitable the Swans will become the biggest sporting club in Australia. That's a big call. The club's celebrating its 150th anniversary. They're looking to get beyond 75,000 members. Uh, looking to get towards 100,000. But I guess, you know, Pridham's pointing to the fact when you look at Sydney's population, the fact there's only two teams here in saying that, you know, club chairman, they always have big dreams about their own club. And Mm. look, look, the Swans have a great footprint. We know that in Sydney. I love the Swans. They're a great club. Uh, Biggest club in Australia's big core, but dream big, pup. Mm. Jeez, I think Collingwood would have something yeah, to say about that. I was going to say, are we just talking in the AFL? But, but he no, he, he, he recognises that. He's, he's just talking about oh, the potential I th- considering. No, I think it's a great, great to have yeah, a goal and vision. And, pop- uh, you know, I, I think, you know, the fight between uh, Swans and GWS, like I, I, I love already that friendly rivalry here in, you know, New South Wales in Sydney. But... Yeah, I, I think. Oh, can you imagine having that conversation with, as Loz just mentioned, with Collingwood, oh, for West, example, West Coast Eagles, Adelaide Crows? Do you know how many Mate. sponsorship dollars and members yeah, they've got? I think yeah. the wait list but, over at West Coast is <laughs> ridiculous. It's like the SCG Trust, yeah, Ten or the M- Melbourne Cricket Club. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I, seriously. But ridiculous. I think every sporting team in the country would. You know, it's it's like it's yeah. like the, the like I remember having conversations with James Sutherland around cricket being the number one sport in the country, and to the player, like you, you mm. just you're just playing. You're not even thinking about that type of stuff. But to them, to the CEO of Cricket Australia, mate, that is your number one goal. You want to be the number one sport in the country. Mm. So, I, I don't think I think that's I reckon that's a great goal to have. It's funny with cricket. My whole life, I reckon I've never seen less. Young kids playing cricket, like just yeah. out in parks, yeah. like you used to. Oh, mate, it's I, I was in Ori- so, so much. Being at home in Orange yep. in January, I just remember you would see cricket everywhere. Yeah. Now you see nothing well, like it. You don't see as many cricket nets everywhere yeah. as well. I'll Indoor facilities completely yeah. gone all around the country. 
The other thing as well, the justification for cricket is we have more Mm. participants. But that's because there's more girls playing Mm. now than what there was 30 years ago. So that's the justification. But in regards to just men's cricket or boys' cricket, Mm. oh, Matt, well, I think Woodlands Park Youth Club, my junior club growing Mm. up, gone. Yeah. Gone. So I, I think I think no doubt when it comes to boys men's cricket, it has changed dramatically. I but think, they think it's going su- great. Yeah, because of the justification. Yeah, we do mm. have more participants. But we got the women's cricket's up ninety nine percent versus what it was fifty years ago. So I, that, I it's think, easy to justify yeah. numbers when you got I think a you lot know. of things have changed though. Everything's yeah. changed. I yeah. mean as a as a kid when you were growing up, same thing. Mm. Like cricket. You'd play in the street. You'd play wherever. Same with riding a bike. Like you'd see plenty of kids so riding true. bikes. There's you more options see, now. Yeah, you don't see kids riding bikes. Mm. I remember Christmas morning, you'd go out in the street and kids would get bikes for Christmas. Yeah, everyone's got their new BMX. What about a skateboard? When was the last time you saw someone ride a skateboard? Yeah, I reckon I was on my skateboard every single day. I absolutely loved. No matter where you went, skateboard was like it was like your my cricket bat. Could you do an ollie? Yeah. yeah, I could lay on my stomach going down a hill too. My sister pushed me down and hold on for dear life, come home with no teeth. <laughs> it didn't matter if you're on your feet on the skateboard, on your bum, on your stomach, didn't matter. But like, I can't, I cannot remember seeing, I don't know the last time I saw a skateboard. Now you got the e-bike, the e-scooter. The... Do we sound like three old blokes yeah, or I what? Know, I know. <laughs> Give us a call, 1353 0419 762 on the text line. A uh, couple of uh, keen skaters uh, were obviously nostalgic listening to Clarkie's uh, exploits on his skateboard back in the day. Did you ever do the catamaran on your board? Sit on the board, lock arms and legs with your mate, and down the hill you go. Oh, man. Yeah. Morning, gents. Did a few nasty things on the skateboard was day. When you look back now, my grandfather's house, he lived in Bundina. Mm. Unfortunately, passed not too long ago, Pop. Great man. But there's this hill up to his house, or went going down. It, when I drive up it now, <laughs> mate, no way are you riding your skateboard, definitely not your skateboard, down this hill. Yet it was the best part of every single time we went to Pop's house, my sister and I. The other thing I did, I don't know why... I'd cut the brakes off my push bike. I didn't like brakes. I don't know why. You know, I just used to use my, use my shoes to stop. It's like stick your, your foot on the ground, ruins your shoes. Mum used to blow up. But that was, I don't know, that was my technique. I didn't like brakes on the bike. So, so I, I cut the brakes. Just dug your heels like into the... Mate, nah, front of your foot. Like front of your foot. Ah, front yeah, yeah, front yeah, yeah, right yeah. side. Yep. Of your like the inside yeah. of your foot, just drag that sure, along. That yeah. would slow you down. But How many could you dink oh. on your bike? <laughs> you could take wide pegs on the back, so you could do two. You could do handlebars and pegs. Yeah. But down the hill, mate, it was ridiculous. I thought handlebars were safe. Four. No, the handlebars. I reckon sitting on the handlebars was safe. Yeah, probably safer. Yeah. <laughs> pegs at the back that pegs, helped as yeah, well. Yeah, pegs at the back. I love this one. Not about the uh, bikes or the skateboard, but this one about playing street cricket. I remember this too from Ro- Rosa. Remember playing cricket in the street and everyone yelling, car! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone scatters. scatters. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 
Off, get off the road. Yeah. Away you How go, good was that, though, playing cricket yeah. out? And you'd out be filthy when the car slowed up because they'd be slowing up, yeah. making sure. Go, that, yeah, and you'd be going, get mate, get, get out. out. Hurry get up, out. mate. We're going to start the game. Yeah, I'm on 90. Got <laughs> 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 to make 100. Out of border at the moment. Get oh. out of the way. <laughs> what did you have if you hit the house on the full? You anything, were out. Anything on the full yeah. was out. One hand, one bounce. Yeah. Nah, it's the worst rule. Good good rule. One hand, tape one bounce. Compulsory tape tennis ball. Mate, if you edge it, you're out. Oh, automatic wiki. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. Can't get out first ball though. I did have that. Yeah. And then when I was playing with my sister, the key was as you knew it was getting late, dinner was around the corner, you just go right, hit it over the fence. We had a big German <laughs> shepherd behind us. So as soon as the ball went over the fence, no one was going no over. No one was going. I didn't it. want to bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Poor sister's been bowling for hours. <laughs> smack it. Why, why smack it over the fence so you didn't have to bowl. Don't you love sisters? <laughs> Younger oh. ones, they would just do what you told them to do. Yeah. Nah. She made me play netball. My sister used to make me play yeah. netball with her. So that was my paint. Right, oh, you can bowl all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, gents. Can just see Clarkie back at his skateboard days, cap backwards, vision streetwear gear on knee and elbow oh. pads. No the Aussie pads. Tony Hawk oh says wise out. Nah, there was no knee pads, no uh, elbow pads. With the, uh, what was it, the plane? What are they? What was the? The bum the bag? Little, no, they put the, the, the disc in it. Disman. Oh, you oh, had a Disman as well. I had the Walkman. Don't no, the, the Disman. When you had the cassettes. Yeah. No, the Disman the anti shock. The, the, the Disman was a bit bigger. Oh, do you remember Chris Tremlett opened yeah. the bowling for England? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With the big guns. The big goober. He yeah. could fit a Disman in his mouth. The entire Disman in his trick. mouth. Mm. Amazing. Mate. I've seen so the schooner you, guys. Unbelievable. Yeah. A whole Disman. <laughs> The discman. So, right. so let me guess. You're all, I don't know, having a drink. Sitting in the change room. Sh- I, play, open, I played at Hampshire with them. Okay, right. So, yeah. It's amazing what blokes do. Oh, mate. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It when you was... see you're at a change room <laughs> and you go, wait, well, what's your party trick? I can trick? a in my mouth. <laughs> but there's some good party tricks out there. Yeah. Mate, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Let me know your party tricks, boys, or what you've seen. (laughs) Just give us and girls. Make sure they text in. They make sure they're clean. I can think of a few off the top of my head that aren't. That I've seen questionable humans do anyway. Zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. Can you take that question? Take that back, Loz. We don't want you to text in that at all. Well, you started it. (laughs) The multi. It's not open yet. What are you doing? What's going on, Loz? What are you doing to Dicko? I don't know. What's Dicko doing? Oh, no, it is open. The multi's open. Just before we reveal it, though, we've got Ross on the line. G'day, Ross. Morning to you. Hey, boys. Good morning, boys. How are you? Very well, thank you. Oh, have you got some mail for us? What's going on? I'll tell you in a minute. I've just got a bit for Laurie. (laughs) Laurie, I heard you got a haircut. Now, we've got Tom Cruise looks. Have you got a mind over in Vegas? I know when you drink, you're anybody's friend. Fair (laughs) question. That's a fair question, Ross. Yeah, you would have already planned. I have got the best security guard of all time, Ross, my wife. And I know you're staying in the AMGM. will be more than 2,500 a night. You'll be... Top shelf. Yeah, he's uh, in the presidential uh, suite as well, Ross. Don't worry about that. Yeah, Rossi. You'll be spending more than $150 on entertainment. I know that. <laughs> we'll see how we go, but I'm looking forward to getting over there, mate. It should be good. And, Laurie, thanks for that Thanks for that great review on the Rabbitohs yesterday. I appreciate the tipping us in, in the top four. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you'll, you'll, you'll go well, Ross. But it, it's amazing with the people that I speak to, they've either got the Rabbitohs high or out of the eight. Mm. They don't see no, them no. finishing anywhere in the bottom half of the eight. It's either top four or they go, no, I don't think they'll make it. 
Yeah. Now, with St George, do you reckon uh, Leilua is a good buy for them? Yeah, I think he's not a bad player, Luciano. And I think what they've got, I think he's better. Yes. And also, they're going to cut Corey Allen because he's only on a one-year deal and he had his ACL. So, they, to fit yeah. him in, they have to get rid of one player. Yeah, it's amazing, Ross, because I'm thinking the Dragons might struggle. But then when you speak, we spoke to Shane yesterday, the co- Shane Flanagan, the coach, I, I don't know, he, he sounded like, and I know all coaches have to be very optimistic going into the season, but it, I don't know, the way that he spoke about the team and the way they're coming together, I, I'm i starting to doubt myself now. I'm starting to think yeah, the Dragons are not surprised. All the teams have improved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the teams have improved this year with their buys. They've all got a bit stronger. Yeah. But it comes down to injuries. Like We're cop some early. Hopefully yeah. that's out the way. Because you can't win a Melbourne Cup you know, at the start of the race. You've got to wait to finish. And, uh, you know, it's a long season, Laurie. What about Garrick in the centres for Manly? Is that a good move? I haven't seen enough of him in the centres, but I like him as a player. I think he's got a lot to offer. And sometimes as a winger, they thrive when they get um, a little bit more uh, involved and get a bit of opportunity to go one-on-one with people rather than as a winger, they tend to either be a finisher or a ball carrier out of the their own red zone, so they become like a bit of a workhorse. But I'll tell you one thing I did notice last night, Ross, was if you've got a yardage yardage back three, say say like a Dylan Edwards, for instance, and Brian Toa, they're going to be exceptional again this year with that new rule. Yeah, that's true. Because the chasers can't get down there as quick. Mm -hmm. They've got to hold back. And because they're meter eaters, and with Cleary's kicking game, Mate, they're going to they're going to put teams under pressure, and then if Cleary kicks well, which he will, and they defend well, and you're kicking from inside your thirty, mate, they're just going to wear you down again, Penrith. So yeah, the rules, right. the real rules, will suit them even more. And one question for Pup. Yes, buddy. Do you reckon it's a mind thing that when Australia played in the one day in the T20, they lost the last game in both comps? Yeah. Is that a mindset or what? I think so. I think once you've won the series, um, I don't think they mean to do it, but I just think it happens naturally. You just probably don't have that hunger that you might have in the first game of the series or the match to win the series. It's really hard to, to stay up the entire time. So sometimes... It could just be subconsciously as well. You're just off a tiny bit. And yeah. in, in sport at the highest level, you can't afford to be. That's right. All right, boys, have a good Friday. Good on you, Ross. Good on you, Ross. Oh, gosh, the things we uh, talk about. Yeah, we can't. We, yeah, we, we all fair then. Yeah, you know? yeah, we were. There's some good ones coming through, but unfortunately we can't read well, these I said they tricks. had to be clean, Ooh. the party tricks. <laughs> what a stupid idea by us. What were we thinking? Brings back well, good memories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in a change room. Oh. Oh. Around 20 blokes. Oh, oh God. Uh, all uh. went well, Alf, I hope. Cowboy from hell. Did yeah, what's wait? the Alf? Oh, it's, yeah. it, it's that idiot. Yeah. What's Alf? That's so, your new name, apparently. Well, Alfred or Alf? No, no. He thinks Alf, I look the, like the, Alf. Did you, not, did you not watch the show Alf as a kid growing up? No. Yeah, yeah. What sort of animal was it? Was oh, Alf? Alien, was he? No, <laughs> not alien, but he was like a... Oh, I don't know. How do, you must know Alf. The only Alf I know is Alf Alf, Alf. Alf Stewart. Uh, I'll, <laughs> away. You know, I'll show you Alf. Some Mate, sort of... Oh, knows. I remember him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, what animal him, is yeah. he? I don't know. No, you'd look nothing like him. Well... Yeah. He's better looking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to... 
Yeah, I don't know what sort of animal, but anyway. Uh, morning, boys. On a road trip with the family to Melbourne to watch Tay-Tay tomorrow night. Glad the football's back. Let's hope for a better year for my Dragons this year, says the Wombat Shell Harbour at Shell Harbour. in town. Uh, so there's commitment. Melbourne. Road, road trip from Shell Harbour to it. Melbourne. Worth it. See Tay-Tay. Okay, we are up to, in our NRL previews, we're up to the top eight from last year, and we're up to the Canberra Raiders. Eighth last year, 13 wins and 11 losses. Their biggest winning margin last year was 12 points in their 13 victories. They didn't have a 13-plus win all season. They beat the Dogs by 12 points in round 25. Uh, They've gained... Morgan Smithies from Wigan. KO Weeks from Manly. Zach Hosking from Penrith. They've lost, of course, Jack Whiten to the Bunnies. Harley Smith Shields to the Gold Coast Titans. Matt Frawley's gone over to the Super League. And the Jared Croker, club stalwart and legend, has retired. Uh, the market with Tab for the Raiders to win the Premiership, they're $67. $23 to make the grand final. $81 to win the minor premiership, $10 to make the top four, $4.50 to make the eight. Essentially written off. They're on the third line of betting for most losses at $6.50. Loz, no one's giving them a chance. No one. Look at that. So they they have the third longest odds to win the premiership mm. with Tab. Only the Tigers and Dragons have higher odds. Oh. This is a side that finished in the top eight. Nearly won a final, by the way, last yeah. season. Against Newcastle in a wonderful game of football. Look, they, they've surprised a lot of people for a number of years. And they finished in the top eight last year. They'll always exceed, I think, external views. But internally, their goal will always be to play finals football. And I think the reason why they can play finals is that you're a team that competes hard and they always make it tough on the opposition. Um, they're a mentally strong team. They play to their strengths. It's never an easy game when you play the Raiders. Never an easy game. They get into the trenches and they just make it hard for the opposition regardless of what side you are. Uh, you look at their forward pack, it's as strong as any in the competition. You've got Papali'i, Tapine, um, Big Red, uh, Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead. Um, I don't know much about Morgan Smithies, but apparently he's he's someone that, that will surprise a lot of us this year. You know, they've got young uh, Trey Mooney, uh, Mariotta, um, Puru, who, who all played in that final last year and were excellent. Uh, so I, I think that's their strength, obviously. Who replaces Jack will be a big question mark, whether it's Ethan Strange or whether it's KO Weeks. Um, but I think the fact that Jack was a runner, not a ball player, actually helps the Raiders replace him. I think if Jack was that type of player that carried all the responsibility and was the chief playmaker, uh, it 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 would be a lot harder. Mm. But I think Jamal, obviously, Fogarty needs to take more responsibility and control, and he needs to do that with his kicking game, his organisation skills, and, and um, hopefully that frees the younger players up to play with with more freedom. But they've got some good young talent. Um, I haven't seen a lot of young Chevy Stewart, but there's a massive rap on him. Uh, you've got Seb Chris, you've got Matt Timoko out wide. I mentioned Strange and KO Weeks. You've got the experienced Rapiner and Kotrick in the outside back. So I, I think they've got a team that will surprise a lot of people again. They, they should be there or thereabouts this season competing for the finals. 
if I if I said to you they're going to win more games than last year, I'd I'd probably be hoping, but I I think they'll be winning. What they win last year? 13 games. 13 games. So I think yep. they'll be 12 to 14 wins this season. Okay. 12 to 14, says Loz. How the Harbs sort of works out. And gee, fullback's up for grabs as well, isn't it? Well, you've got young Xavier Savage yeah. too that we, we left out of that list that we mentioned a little bit earlier. So they've got some exciting talent and they've got speed out wide, which is so important to have. Um, they also picked up Zach Hoskins. From Penrith, who I think will be a handy buy. We're unsure of where they're. Shit, they got uh, some Corey back rowers. Hawira will will be mm. playing this year. Um, we're we're unsure of, of what he, uh, he he is going to do. Emery Gould is another one I forgot. Then you look at say the hooking position. You got three hookers there of similar ability, and they're all could play first grade. Wolford, um, Starling, Levi is the other one. So you know they're, they're well versed and got. Plenty of depth. So I, I think there's no reason why they can't play finals football. They're going to have to win those tight games because they never blow teams never. off the park, but they always win the tight games. And if they win those tight games again, that'll be the difference between them playing finals and not. And as we've seen with a lot of sides, and we spoke to uh, Luke Nan Curvis from the Crows yesterday, Adelaide Crows, they'd lost five games last year by less than one goal. So, but if they win those five games, they play finals. And, and, and that's similar to the Raiders. The Raiders won their games, they played finals. So if they lose them close games, uh, they wouldn't have been there. So, so I think if the Raiders can grind out victories and in particular use the home ground to their advantage when they're playing in the middle of winter in Canberra, there's no reason why they can't play finals. But it'll be a tough ask because there's some teams certainly there that have on paper better rosters. Mm. But I don't know whether they'll have the same hunger or desire as the Raiders. So a defiant loss says 12 to 14 wins for the Raiders, which is essentially on par with what they achieved last season. Uh, just having a look at their... So I think, I think 12 wins this year gets you in. I, I think it does. Because there'll be such I, a clump in the middle of the... That's what I'm tipping. Yeah. I, I think there'll be teams that'll just knock each other over. And it'll be a t- it'll be a tight comp because you know you look at dragons, you look at tigers, you look at bulldogs. They're gonna, they're going to have to win more games than they did last year. They they just have to. Um, so I can see them being more competitive. There's a lot of teams that I think are similar to what they were last year. So yeah, I think it'll be a tight tight competition. First six weeks, their draw, very manageable. Newcastle away, Tigers at home, Warriors in Christchurch round three, Sharks uh, at Shark Park round four. Then they've got Parramatta and the Titans at home rounds five and six. Mm. So you'd be aiming for four and two there. Yeah, for, for, for you possibly yeah, get it, the four and two, you'd be in good ga- shape. But again, it, it just comes down to that, winning those games. Winning all those tight games. If you can win the majority of tight games, you'll you'll play finals. But if you lose them, all of a sudden losing becomes a habit. And that's what we've seen with teams. For some reason, you just find a way to lose. But when you start to win, it builds confidence. And you find a way to win. Uh, no shock here that uh, you're copying some stick. Uh, you're on drugs, Loz. You were talking with your affection for the Raiders. They won't make the eight no way, especially under Ricky. That's Troy from the gong. Uh, I, well, I just see them winning that amount of games. If they win that amount of games, they'll be in the conversation. 
you know, 12 or 13 games, I think, gets you into the finals. But it might come down to four and against. Mm. You know, I, 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 I see a lot of teams improving with their win-loss ratio. All right? And some of them will just be natural improvement. As I said, you know, the Dogs, for instance, will win more games. The Tigers will win more games. Um, Dragons, they all should win more games. Now, I'm not saying they'll play finals because I don't think they will. But they'll win more games. So if they're winning more games, obviously some of the top teams will lose a few more, but they still will win you know, 15 or 16. Some might win 13. And if they win 13, that's going to be good enough to force their way into a finals. But I think it'll be very tight and it'll come down to four and against. Like a couple of years ago, I think it was the Titans, they won 12 games and made the finals. They went 10 and so 14 I, I see and it, snuck in. Yeah, I, mm. I see it being like that. Deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about Garlo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour. There's heaps of flavours to choose from. And here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking. Grab a Garlo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworth stores. Remember, we're located in the chilled meals section. If you can't find us, just ask for Garlo's pies by name. Garlo's pies, they're thin on pastry. They're big on meat. Uh, we've got Brad Rosen coming up shortly to talk some basketball. Last night, of course, we've got the final round before the finals. How about those Hawks? The Illawarra Hawks beating the Perth Wildcats 108-92 to Jack Jumpers. Uh, last night. So I'm on the Jack Jumpers now. That means uh, Illawarra, you're on the Jackies. Kings are cooked. Well, they're in huge trouble. Cooked. Huge but trouble. I, I, can't, I can't wait to speak to Brad because I... I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, the stock's still very good. But, geez, we've been playing bad. It's like you're not playing tackle or not playing catch. <laughs> we don't like defending. I think our friend Mutmood might be in some trouble. Yeah, but it can't be the coach. Why is it always the coach's fault? Well, what, well actually, Brad will know because I want to know tactically. Mm-hmm. If, if tactically he hasn't been at his best, then I understand that. But he can't be... He's not on the court. It's pretty hard to match what they've done the last couple of yeah, years, though. Yeah, true. But is like it? a lot of like, good teams, there is high expectation, so yep. you get judged tougher. Yeah. But I think everyone knows that at the Kings. But I don't think you can just automatically like blame the coach. I feel like we do that. We do that all the time. Oh, it's easy to blame the coach. Yeah. Always easy. Rather than getting rid of all the players, <laughs> you're only paying out one person instead of paying out. Yeah. Five or six. Yeah. And we do it in every sport, yeah. so I don't know why I'm, yeah, I'm wasting my time. Uh, thank you for all the texts about Alf earlier, <laughs> standing for alien life form. Alien so Alf life form. is but an alien. You, but he's a combination. <laughs> when you pick an animals, he's got, he looks a bit like a dog <laughs> with a bit of bear about him. Yeah. Like he's a combination of a few things. Mm. For what it's worth, me. mate. I didn't mind I the show. I don't, that way. I don't think that you look anything like Alf. Thanks. Yeah, you there said you he's not as ugly as Alf, is what your words were to oh, me. was it? Right. <laughs> no, but you don't. So, who, who came up with that, by the way? He, he did. Penny Way. Yeah. Right. Yep. Fair enough. So, Have you got a nickname for him? Oh, not that he can say on air. Yep, that's probably a good call. <laughs> uh, gee, I'll tell you what, a lot of people are getting stuck into you about the Raiders, Loz, but just... But oh. the, the same thing happens... Every year with the Raiders. Mm. 
It's the same thing. Like they, they are getting stuck into me, but it's, it's like, like they're talking about oh this the, the Raiders spine. Well, the Raiders spine has been the same for the last couple of years, except for Jack's not being there this year. Mm. And people forget Jack played a lot of centre last year. Mm. Jack, by the end of the end season, of the year, Foley was, was playing in the halves yeah. with Fogarty. Yeah. So and it's only my opinion. It's only my opinion. And my opinions be it was correct last year when I tipped them to make the eight when a lot of people looked very critical. Oh, defined. So, I love it. Mm. I love it. Laws just so throwing to punches back. I'm happy to be wrong. On the back foot, just mm. jabbing from the ropes. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, they didn't make the eight last year, Minna. Speaking and I of, received the same text messages. Speaking of jabbing from the ropes, the multi. What have you got for us, Laws? Well, this is what we're doing Jets. tomorrow. Good this... day's racing tomorrow. Tell you what, plenty of rain in Sydney overnight. I wake up at 2.30 and it was pouring. Pouring. So this track, I'll get a text through from the ATC at some stage during the show for the latest track details. But there was certainly some rain overnight. All right. Loz, what are you doing? Where are you playing? Well, Rambic tomorrow, Rambic race five and six. So we're going Rambic race five, number four, Bonus Notches to win. Ah, looking forward to see your return. Race six, number two, um... How am I going to pronounce this? Samana. Uh, Samana? Yeah. All right. Samana to run top two. Last start winner, Samana. For the Kieran Ma stable, Jason Collett in the saddle. So for it to run top two. And Warner's Notches, which is currently the even money favourite for the Expressway tomorrow, which is race five on the card. Looking forward to seeing the return of Warner's Notches. So you've got that paying $4.25 with Tab. So Bonner's Notches to win. Samana top two, $4.25. It is on the Tab app, the Tab website. Click on Sport and Today's Offers and you'll see the big sports breakfast best. Hello, Brad. How are you? Good morning, boys. How are we? Very well, thank you. And the final weekend before the well, the final spots are decided and a great start to the weekend from... Those continually resurgent Illawarra Hawks, 108-92 last night against the Perth Wildcats. What would you make of it, Brad? Unbelievable. I was down there. You could probably hear a bit of croaky voice. It was so loud down there that had to scream a lot to do the commentary, ironically. But oh, what, a, what a series it has been against Perth. They've beaten them, well, be prior to that game, 18 points twice over the season. And then last night by 16. So... Uh, sweeping in this league, where which meaning you know you you beat the team the whole three or four times, depending on how many times you play them, is very rare, even rarer when you talk about it's the Perth Wildcats. But Illawarra, what a turnaround! I mean, you're talking last spot over the last 18 games, they've gone 12 and six for the best record in the league. Justin Tatum's an amazing coach now, and uh, they've guaranteed themselves a final spot. Unbelievable. What have they changed? Obviously, the coach has changed, but the style mm. and what's their sort of DNA at the moment? You know what? And, and talking to you guys and you know what it's like, they'll just run through a brick wall for their coach. It's as simple as that. They, what he's been able to give them, he's given them belief. Uh, his substitutions is great. But more importantly, the team is just playing so hard, Loza. They just want to play and they just want to win. And their energy is getting them over the line. There's a ball on the floor. They're diving. If there's a ball going out of bounds, they're flicking themselves onto it. They had, I think, um, something like 15 offensive rebounds last night. That's just effort. 
That's just pure effort. The X's and O's, everyone's got that in this league. Of course they do. They're that they're that talented, but it's the uh, it's the effort and the and the one percenters that has really changed this club and taken them to a playoff spot. Uh, Brad, so, uh, are the Kings doing the opposite to that? Hundred percent, Clarky. That's yeah. exactly what it is. They're much more talented. Let's yeah, just put that's it that what way. I was they're, just they're, saying to the boys. Yeah. I feel like, like if we've had, if we lost half our team, or we've got a lot more injuries, I can understand our like the inconsistency. But at the moment, I feel like our stock is still good. Our stock is great. Yeah, and no, no different, if not better, than everyone else in the league. Um, they've shown glimpses, and that's why I can say it as simple as that. They're just giving up too many points. They leak points too easily, the Sydney Kings. And look, ironically, um, you know, I spoke about the, the Tatum factor and at the moment, the Sydney Kings are 5-12 and 12 after the last 17 games, which is completely opposite of what Illawarra are. And it really comes down to effort, guys. You know what it's like, those one percenters. And they're talented enough, but they're just not wanting to do what is necessary on the defensive end to get stops. They've got enough. They score enough. There's no issues there. But look, do they play finals, Brett? Look, they've got to win uh, tomorrow um, in, in Phoenix, and Phoenix are, are really tumbling. I think they'll win tomorrow night, and they will get fifth or sixth spot, depending on what happens to other teams. And then hopefully they've got enough talent to get a couple of wins. Gee, your glass half full, Brad. Glass half full. Half full's. empty, my boy. Mm. Half empty. <laughs> it's not full, it's half empty. Oh. But we're so okay. if, if they make, and we love having him on, by the way, McMood. Um, but does he survive or does it depend on how far he goes into the finals? Oh, look, he's got another year on his contract. Now, we all know what contracts mean in this yeah. league. I'd be surprised to see he's back. It's simple. I don't, I don't think there's enough that he could do outside of, you know, having seven games and winning it and going through the grand final, which I don't think will happen. I think if they get there, they may win the first. They won't win the second to get in the semis. So I'd be shocked if he's back, but, you know, time will tell. Gosh, have you got every permutation sorted out for what happens this weekend over the course of the weekend? Uh, Brad, there's a lot of uh, possibilities. And, uh, well, big news at Melbourne United as well during the week. Brad Newley, uh, 38 years of age, set to retire. Yeah, look, an ex-Sydney King as well. Brad is a fantastic guy, fantastic family man, and what a player. And we didn't get to see the best of him because he played in Townsville to start his career, then spent most of his career over in Spain and, and Europe and he was an unbelievable player over there, an athlete and everything. So he's come back in the twilight of his career to play for the Kings and now Melbourne. But a, but a huge congratulations to him because what an outstanding year it was. And I just want to throw on that NBL. You can go to an NBL prediction ladder. They actually have it. It's a fantastic app. Well, it's on the NBL app, and it's a fantastic thing the NBL have done. You can try and pick and win, uh, pick and lose the uh, the games this weekend, which then gives you an updated ladder. It's really cool. There's about a thousand different things you can do. Fantastic effort. Mm. And we could see a couple of, uh, well, very experienced coaches back in the league next year. They're talking about Brian Gorgian and Trevor Gleeson. Yeah, and they've both been up for Adelaide and Sydney. There's a lot of talk. My understanding is Gorge has had some serious talks with Adelaide. They've pretty much opened up the book and said, look, what do you want and how do you get it done? So he's keen to come back. I think we will see him in the NBL, and uh, it'll be an interesting one if he comes to Adelaide. But every game the Sydney Kings loses, every game closer to Gorge and or Gleeson are here. So it's going to be a terrific off-season to see what happens as well.
Definitely worried about the boomers, Brad, heading towards Paris. More bad news this week. Dyson Daniels, a tall meniscus, uh, and uh, he'll be out for an extended period of time. Obviously, plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. And just on the note of the boomers, uh, question on the text line. Can you ask Brad what role Giddy is playing at OKC this year? Seems like they are purposely playing him in a quieter role. No name to that one. Couldn't agree to that. No name to that one. That is exactly what's going on. And i got to be honest, I was surprised there wasn't a trade or even more trades in the NBA, speaking of that. Look, he's out of contract. I think he will sign a big deal, but it would not surprise me if it's not at OKC. They're, they're just very uh, inundated with players at the moment. They did big trades. So I think it's a shame because Josh is such a talented player, but I think he'll end up going to another club where, where he will blossom for a team that really wants him because I agree. It's showing like they don't at the moment. How, does that impact their influence when playing for Australia, Brad. I just think about sport in general. You can train mm. as much as you want, and I've got no doubt, you know, if they're not getting the minutes they want on the court, they'll be working their backside off still at training. But game time's just so important, right? So true, and that's that's the biggest problem we're going to have with the boomers. You look down the list. We've got, what, 10, 12, 13 NBA players, but not all of them are playing big minutes. Yeah. And then when you come up against the world championships or an Olympics, it, it doesn't matter how much you train, like you're saying. So it is a it is a problem we are going to have to face. And uh, that Dyson Daniels injury, look, a meniscus is not awful. Um, if you if you're going to have a knee injury, that's not a bad one. I think you'll be fine for the Olympics. But it's just a matter of whether the Pelicans turn around and shut him down and say we don't really want you to go. Don't forget, you know, he's only he's just started in this league. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit nervous uh, for, for the uh, for the Boomers, I can say, but also want to give a good shout-out to the Opals. We spoke last week. They played three games. They had to be in the top three out of four teams, and they smashed all three games. So huge congratulations to the girls. And Lauren Jackson, who's officially retired for the last time, so I'm told, but could be back next year. You never know. <laughs> Did that surprise you, though, Brad? Lauren retiring with the Olympics only a couple of months away? No, not really. No. Um, it, it, you know, she's been to four Olympics, carried the flag in one. And if you uh, heard a little message from her prior to going to this, she's got two young boys and she's had enough now. She wants to be with them. And being away from them didn't really, something she loved. And obviously they were in Brazil and that was hard. And then with an Olympic campaign, even though it's two weeks, you know you're away a lot. There's all the training, everything goes before. So these two young boys really want to, she's got nothing to prove. She's been all around the world and I think she's just had enough and wants to be around them. Just also in the NBA question from Sven at Greenpoint. Brad, are the Bucks toast? Celtics look morals and in the East... Uh, well, the Celtics, 43-12, and 12, uh, the NBA's best record. And the Bucks are 35-20, and 20, still third in the East, but they're 4-6 and six in their last 10. And really, still haven't adapted with the changing coach, with Doc Rivers coming on board. Yeah, look, great question. Um, the Boston to win the East, uh, I think, no question. But the Bucks will get better. Doc Rivers has come in. He's changed some of the philosophies, and the players will take time to do that. That's why the decision was made now and not late, you know, March or, or April. So uh, I do believe Boston will win it, but right, I think uh, Milwaukee will be there, and they will only get better. So I'm looking forward to seeing their run home because I think they'll win some big games and a lot of them. The team that's really surprised me, Brad, is the Clippers, uh, mm. who I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Are they title? Can I, I think they can win the West? 
Mate, I don't know what you've been drinking, but they are not winning the West. Well, well said, Bradley. Well, I, had some I thought surgery the same thing. Week, so. <laughs> Yeah. That team, that gas. team will be fantastic until that, <laughs> until all of them turn around and go. Well, hang on, I'm the man. There is too many stars that have got too many egos in that team, and I cannot see that happening. I uh, hope I don't eat humble pie, but no, uh, not not for me. Can't see it. And uh, the clips are just no. And have the Lakers started a bit of a resurgence? Yeah, they have. And don't forget, they run the play-in, and there was a lot of talk there was going to be trades, and even the LeBron yeah, what about spoke about getting trade to Golden, Golden State. State. Mm. My goodness, if that oh, happened. Please. But look, um, Hachimura just came out and had 36 points in a game, so the Lakers will make a run. I don't think they're going to do enough to, to get up and, and win the West, but um, there's some, look, there's some talented teams there, and, and you know, like someone like a Minnesota or something could come out of that really easily. But yeah, um, the Lakers will be there. There's no question, but I can't see them winning it. Yeah, I just temporarily forgot about Harden and Westbrook in the playoffs, so I'll give myself an uppercut about that Clippers statement. <laughs> give yourself two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Brad. Have a great weekend. Go, Kings! Laws was just pondering whether you can bet on the trials. No, no, no. I, I, oh, you, I, no, I knew you, you could knew, bet, oh, okay, but right. I, I'm wondering why you'd bet on rugby league trials. Well, just because you can. Why not? Why not take the Roosters at a dollar eleven, nineteen and a half point favourites against Manly? Gee, they've named a strong side, haven't they? The, the Roosters. Well, they have. Have you seen what Des Hasler's done at the Titans? He's named nobody. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. Go Desi. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing yeah, the Dolphins, and they five dollars fifty. The Titans plus sixteen and a half. Yeah, next week, you're saving the big guns till next week, Des. It's the best. I think Desi sees troll games how I see troll games. Yeah, it's. Play your under-19s. I think he'll give a few of them a run next week, but he's not going to risk them in two no trials. And I don't think a lot of teams will yeah. either. Yeah, a lot of the big guns will only Long play season. You can underst- 40 to 60 minutes. I can understand why teams like the Tigers or the Dragons yeah, have, have to had play. A, tough, yeah. a couple of tough seasons. I think how they... I know it's important how everyone starts a season, but I reckon for those teams... Especially the Tigers, they're going to buy round one. I reckon that certainly the second troll game is massive for them. Yeah. yeah. They really need to take that like game one of the yeah. season. It's like the Bulldogs last night. They had to play well last night. Yeah. Because otherwise people would have sat back and went, what have they been doing all yeah. off season? They've had a poor season and they've come out and delivered that. Yeah. That's what would have happened if they were poor last night. So they had to be good. Um, mm. Yeah, Melbourne weren't at their Best, but the dogs played some good football, Man. and they unearthed some good, yeah. bright prospects. But Mel- for the Melbourne of all teams in the competition can be Harvey Norman when it comes to trial games because look at their game one record. Mm. They they know they, they are up for game one like no other team. So whatever Craig Bellamy wants to do with his trial, if he doesn't turn up for the trial games, I don't think any Melbourne Storm fan right. should really care at all. Well, that record will go on the line, obviously. <laughs> This year, yeah, of when course. they take on Penrith, of course, first up. But man, even even so, he knows how to get his team up for the yeah. first game of the season. So whatever he's doing, I would not be backing against no. Craig Bellamy for game one. That's for sure. Great bet, I reckon they'll be Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Penrith on the way back from the World Club Challenge. They might put a bit into that. Man, considering that, that they have game a... one record oh. is ridiculous. Don't worry, I'll stop them. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> Ali Mosley, Sky Racing. Good morning, Ali. How are you? 
<laughs> Very bullish this morning, Meadow. Uh, <laughs> Believe me, I'm not. Um, no, I know. I, I, I got that feeling. <laughs> I can't wait um, well, for this two-year-old race tomorrow, the Piero Plate, as we see these big, fancy Switzerland and Shangri-La Express, $1.90 and $2.30, dominating the market for the two-year-olds tomorrow. It'll be a really exciting clash, and I think it'll certainly shape up the way that James McDonald leans for his Golden Slipper ride as well. I think the talk around is that he's locked and loaded with Storm Boy, but I think everyone's forgotten, not forgotten, but we do pretty quickly move on to the next. And Switzerland still, we've only seen him once, and I think we're even yet to see the best of him. He was still a little bit raw on debut there, so I think it's going to be super exciting. Shangri-La Express... He's such an interesting horse. I went and saw him at the trials a couple of weeks ago when he stepped out with espionage, and he's sort of grown a lot more. Um, I think he's a horse that looks like he might even get out a little bit further. He might be better suited even to the 1,400 trip. So it'll be interesting to see which path they actually do eventually take with him. I think I've got to be in Switzerland's corner on the weekend, So, but it, it will be really exciting to see them clash. Would you be shocked if either of those horses were beaten? Uh, by someone no. else in the field, no. No, well, nothing shocks me with the two-year-olds. I have to say, um, even you know, and this could be, you know, speaking a bit crazy, but uh, a horse called Extreme Diva of Anthony Cummings, I think, is daughter of Extreme Choice, so she's got that speed, speed on speed. She's out of a fast net rock mare, actually, and she was pretty solid behind. Lady of Camelot, when she came out on debut there uh, last start, obviously Lady of Camelot was very strong, as was Manal. But, um, you know, I think she could perhaps even be the overlooked one there at $23. But it wouldn't shock me, but I do think that they are definitely the class in that field. And Al, how do you see the expressway playing out? Well, uh, it's, it's actually a great day of racing, to be quite honest, the way that it's all shaping up. But uh, it's a really open race at this stage. And I think the one of notches is probably the one that I have to stick with. Um, again, he's come back in great order. I saw Matt Smith at track work Tuesday morning and he's really happy with how he's been, how he's trialled. He's come back in a bigger, stronger horse. I think the only chink in his armour last prep was when he went down to Melbourne and got scratched behind the barriers at Looney Valley, but he finished off in great order, running second behind Imperatrice, who could well come out and be the best horse um, we see on the weekend if she wins that sprint race down in Melbourne. So I think I have to stick with Buenos Noches. He's short enough, so even money for me, I, I probably wouldn't have my life on him, but I think he's the class horse in that field he's for get, his first up assignment. Al, he's getting, he's copping it this morning, Loz. They're not happy with your multi at no, all. No, no, I thought he had support no, for the first no time. No way, no, mate. Did you happy. see? I reckon they're steaming at it. I must have read one. It. I reckon they're steaming at it. No. What's your multi? So he's got Buenos Noches to win and Samana in the sixth to run top two. Uh, well, oh, look, give it I, to him, Al, please. <laughs> give it to him. <laughs> Ali, you be careful. I've always supported you on this he's program. He's fragile this morning, Al. <laughs> I've taken a few knocks this morning. <laughs> you go pretty well with your multi, to be, to be totally yeah, fair, though. Thank you, Al. <laughs> People have just driven off the road, but anyway. <laughs> You're a good judge, Ali. I've always said that. <laughs> um, 
Kieran was quite bullish about Samana at track work on Tuesday morning, and he was keen to run her in the Triscay so that she didn't get too much I've weight. Got me here to the ground, Al. <laughs> so yeah, look, you know what, Loz, and and she's she's working really well. She's at the beach. She she actually is based. She up loves at, swimming. Um, <laughs> she does. Oh. She does. And po- and pony rides <laughs> at my daughter's <laughs> birthday party. Are you serious? <laughs> she loves oh. swimming. She loves <laughs> swimming. Right, when she gets in the water before a race, that's the perfect. That's why she's got flippers on. (laughs) (laughs) She's one heat of races in there. Oh, God. This is dead. We're off track. Oh, my God. What are your best bets, Sally? Save this segment. I think think Alentia will beat her in the Triscay. Um, Valencia's my, my best that. bet there, but I think Samana will want a really nice race. So she's top two in your multi as she loves. Yeah, pick that me right? up, Pop. Samana. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Alentia, so that's race six, number five so, for our listeners. Alentia, yep. $3.10 currently. Uh, in race four, I think Cuban Royale is over the odds, although I think um, he's been well found as well too. I just hope he can handle the track. It's been raining a little bit here this morning, so um, I think he's over the odds at sixteen bucks. So he's a nice each way chance. Then I also like Olentia. Yep. Um, it's a really interesting race and not one that I'm keen to to dive into headfirst. The Apollo, but should the track stay in the soft range, I think Dan Girl will be hard enough to beat. But again, she's short, so I wouldn't be keen to jump into that at 220. And I think Cascadian even might be the one to look at at $13. He's got that first up form. Uh, he trialled well enough behind Kamachi in Tropical Squall, learning to fly. Um, so, But I do think Fangirl will be the one to beat there. And then tonight is actually one yes, I'm really keen on. Um, and it is linebacker. So he was scratched at the barriers. He's actually drifted a little bit in the betting. Which Johnny O'Shea's. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, so he came out last week at Warwick Farm, or I think it was last week, I'm losing track of weeks, and was scratched at the barriers. He didn't really do anything. He just got his nose through the front, and it meant he had a tiny little nick on it, so he bled, so they scratched him. Um, but Johnny O'Shea has a huge opinion of him after after he got scratched, I said, what did you think? And he said he would have won by about four lengths. So um, I'm going off that. I think it'll be hard enough for him from barrier 11 on debut, but I think uh, he seems like he's the class and could get the job done. There's a little watch in that race as well on Totoka if you want to have something on at $21, but I think linebacker will be really hard to beat there in race one at Canterbury tonight. And then I also just wanted to have a look at Flemington in race six, the Vanity. I'm really keen on French Endeavour. I know I tipped her to you guys and it was a bit of a horror show first up at Rose Hill. I think she could be the one that's been overlooked in the market. She is a talented filly. Um, Matt Smith uh, is pretty keen on her and he seems to have a lot of success when he travels his horses around, um, places them well and he's not afraid to send them to Melbourne or up the highway to Queensland. So at $17, I think you should have something on her each way in the vanity. That's race six, number six of Flemington. And tonight, linebacker is race one, number six at Canterbury. Have a great weekend, Ali. Thanks, guys.